Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. They're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar! Oh, that level of anger about keeping the schools closed, perfectly warranted. Uh, we needed more of that earlier. I want to see more of that across the country. That is absolutely warranted. That is a gentleman from Loudon, Virginia, who understands. Loudon, indeed. Hmm? Loud? Not the uh-huh. time, oh. Sean. Um, uh, who understands that the children are being sacrificed to the greed of the teachers' unions who are holding out and refusing to return to school. Thousands of schools are open and fine. Yeah. Thousands of the CDC, the Biden administration, says it's safe. Well, it was a lie from the beginning, and a lot of it, a lot of us suspected it was, even before we had the data. We suspected that, hey, how come they can be open at Home Depot, or some restaurants are open, or a variety of other businesses are open, but schools can't be? I mean, why isn't that an essential business? You know, that, 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 that started way back in, like, April. Right. Um, then the data started coming out, making it clear that, no, no, schools are, schools are safe. It's not a problem, really. So, uh, any concerns, but they continue to go with that. What that guy mentioned right there, you act like you're some sort of martyrs for protecting the children by keeping the schools closed. Right. Liars. You know, now I honestly, I rarely say, how do you sleep at night and mean it? I actually wonder that about some of these, um, people in the teachers unions and teachers and former teachers, stuff like that. How do you honestly sleep at night knowing you're keeping kids out of school? They're suicidal. You're affecting their lives forever with a lack of education because you're trying to strong arm for more money. How do you sleep at night? I think they become militant. They convince themselves of the rightness. They surround themselves in a bubble and are never challenged. Let's turn to Chicago. Clip number 30, a report on the situation there, similar. The standoff continues over Chicago public schools. Thousands of students are expected to attend in-person classes on Monday for the first time in 11 months. But the teachers' union is defying the district's orders, threatening not to show up and to go on strike. They say the school district's safety plan doesn't go far enough. The union is demanding that teachers be vaccinated before in-person learning resumes. Ahead of the next round of negotiations, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is asking teachers to speak up and force the union to change change its tone. But we need you to work with us. We need to talk to your leadership. Because we can't get there unless we get there together. We could look to California as well. Got this note. Uh, Anonymous, I teach at a small high school. Uh, we are our own district. We're planning on opening Monday. Students come Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. Almost all teachers, staff, students, and parents want students back on campus. We're in a county with the rest of the schools in a single large district, okay? So you have two districts in this county, one this little one, and then the big one. 
They were planning on opening Monday as well until a California Teachers Association showed up with their lawyers telling the district if you open, you leave yourself and any individuals making the decision open to liability. There are enough teachers in that district who support CTA that this view is supported, and that big district back down, and they're going to sacrifice the little children some more. Again, I get to how do you sleep at night? How do you honestly rationalize in your mind making kids suicidal for your political gain? Well, it's uh, that's an absolutely legitimate question, but the idea of shaming these people into doing the right thing is, uh, is well, it's just not going to happen. They need to be torn down. Fire every single teacher who doesn't show up for school Monday. Okay, but every single damn one of them. I agree with that. Fire them. You get, there, there's no choice. There, there's no other way to handle it. Um, you're a taxpayer. You deserve your kid being provided an education by the government because you're paying taxes. They're not providing it. There's no excuse for not providing it. You got to fire everybody. And if you want to hire, rehire the teachers that want to teach, absolutely fine. They should be uh, have first shot at their own class. But you gotta fire them. Gotta do that. Absolutely have to do that. I, I hope that's what happens in Chicago. So the Biden administration, whose own CDC says open the schools, his chief of staff was asked about uh, this whole question. Clip number 35, Ron Klain. Listen to this crap. Dr. Anthony Fauci again reiterated that study after study has found that schools do not pose a high risk for transmitting the virus and can reopen safely when safety protocols are followed. But last night, President Biden's chief of staff suggested teachers unions are right to refuse returning to the classroom until they've been vaccinated and until Congress approves Biden's $130 billion plan to help schools reopen. I don't think unions are overruling studies. I think what you're seeing is schools that haven't made the investments to keep the students safe. And we as a country should make the investments to make it safe. You mean investments like uh, some hand sanitizer, sliding the desks apart? And And, telling the kids you ought to wear a mask. And buying one of those thermometers at uh, Target. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's extortion. He uses fancy words and pretty words. It's extortion. So, um, back to the you can't shame these people when they sleep well at night, even though they're punishing children. Uh, Do they not believe the studies, or do they not hear them, or do they just compartmentalize that, or what? I think some of the teachers honestly believe it's more dangerous than is being said. Well, we did have that stat the other day that, like, the average person in their 30s thinks it's 80 times more deadly than it actually is. For them, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That, that's something. So you have that. Uh, then you have the uh, the hardcore union loyalists. Who they just won't even listen to any argument that suggests their union is in the wrong. There's plenty of that, too. Well, you got to fire everybody. There's no choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, set a deadline and fire them. But, you know, that uh, that righteous parent in Loudoun, Virginia, who was shouting at them, these school boards who sit there, they're afraid of the unions. They feel like they have to deal with them because they're so powerful. It's like the whole China thing. Uh, when Trump confronted China, so much of the diplomatic world went crazy. You can't do that. You, we got to stay on their good side. Don't make them angry. Oh, my God, they're too powerful. And Trump did confront him. And now everybody's coming around to the fact, including Biden and his new uh, uh, Secretary of State, Blinken, who seems like a good enough egg, I guess, um, saying, yeah, 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 China's evil. We have to confront them. Um, It may take a while before the whole teachers are heroes 
thing fades enough in people's minds or they become aware, yeah, well, teachers ain't teachers' unions. And teachers who are going along with their teachers' unions who are doing overt, unmistakable evil are definitely not heroes. Well, and it doesn't matter if you're a hero or not. You're not teaching the kid for whatever reason, and we got to come up with a way to make that happen. And I don't think of any other way to do it. You know, that's a great bottom line. It's non-negotiable. We pay heavy freaking taxes, speaking for myself, uh, to have the kids in school. They're not in school. Get them in school. And then at the school board meeting in San Francisco the other night, not a word about getting the schools open, but two hours of discussion about taking Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln's names off of the schools. Right. Right. It's hard to imagine people are fleeing the Bay Area and Cal Unicornia. I assume you got on the school board because you care about kids. They're not in school. Or you like power. I don't know. Weird, man. I hate these people. It's hard That's to... hate speech right there. <laughs> Unmistakable. I hate, I hate you <laughs> is hate speech. I admit it. I don't know. It's a fine line. But no, no, this is hate speech. I hate you. Yeah. Well, Deeply. No violence, folks, ever. Oh, of Never. But get these people out of their jobs. Fire them. Kick them off the board. End this crap. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I think my Christmas experience with my kids was probably similar to a lot of dads across the country in the year 2020, now 2021. Um, it used to be uh, maybe you're getting out wrenches, the toolbox, putting together this, putting together that, need batteries. Now it is, and I mean, this dominated my life for days into where I was almost homicidal. Oh, boy. Trying that's, to, that's not the Christmas no, spirit. No, no, and I'll tell you what. i got to figure out a way next year. i got to figure out a way next year not to end up so damned miserable. I told my wife, I said, this has been one of the most miserable days of my life. Oh. I'm not kidding. Christmas Day? Uh, Probably, you know. Uh, noon to noon, Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Oh boy. Trying to get stuff ready and then the Christmas Day. Trying to get Bluetooth stuff to sync up and the passwords in your account to work and this to link to that and all that sort of stuff to start. And just all electronic stuff. Trying to get the Nintendo account and the new password and this game to match with that game. Uh, things like, and just trying to get all this stuff to work. And it's just, oh, and, and I'm, I'm not, I hate it to start with. I go into it with a bad attitude. I don't think I'm particularly good at it. And then a lot of it just legit doesn't work. As I found out by going on to a whole bunch of different, you know, websites and reddits and stuff like that and finding out, yeah, ours doesn't do it either. We've been trying for three days. Oh. We hired the geek squad to come out and they can't figure it out either. Oh, just, no. Oh, it's just, just freaking nonstop. Just hours of, why won't this sync up? Just the spinning thing, or doesn't, you know, doesn't, uh, we, we don't have a device. So there's a device is right here, you bastard. I wish I was here. I'd bounce your head off the damn Christmas tree. I was so mad. And my kids are, did you get it to work yet? You got these cool new wireless headphones for Christmas. I can't figure out how to get them to sync up with your damned Echo so you can actually use them, but they sure look cool in the box. Oh, it was so Damn frustrating. Oh, my gosh. I'm I, sorry to hear that. i got to figure out a better way next year. I don't know what it is. So, l- luckily, I do know somebody who's good at this stuff. Sean came to our house. Hi. He actually came to our house. Uh, what was that? 
Is that before Christmas? Or uh, I think it was a day or two after. He drove out to the house and spent, and you spent a hour, two hours? Uh, it was getting close to two. I was willing to do more, but I didn't want to overstay, and I know it's with other people in there. And But, but yeah, as tech problems happen, a lot of times, because it's not an hour of actively doing stuff. You're waiting for websites Man. to update and the things to refresh. Uh. and um, But, yeah, I made some progress trying to get uh, your kids' uh, switches to talk to each other so they could play Minecraft together, which shouldn't be that hard, but it, yeah. uh, for whatever reason, it, it just became a... Uh, obstacle after obstacle. I'm, like, like I said, I made some progress. I feel like if I stuck it out longer, I could have gotten the full way. But but so so I don't probably know anybody who's better at this than Sean, and he spent several hours on it. Yeah, oh, I mean it's just it's crazy. And I was on these various websites saying, yeah, uh, my my friends did it instantly. We can't do it, and it just ah, oh, so frustrating. I, I will say it was delightful. Uh, pulling up to to the farm, and uh, the way that I knew that I was at the right place is I saw a child in a a red go kart uh, making a hard left turn around. Uh, I guess you got like a, a bit of a track around some fruit trees there. Yes, we do. Uh, so, so that was delightful to see. And uh, animals all over the place. Chickens everywhere. Chickens uh, attacked by two little tater t- <laughs> not attacked, but lovingly attacked by two little tater tots of a dog. Uh, a couple pugs there. It, it was delightful. Did you see the Christmas trees out front? Oh, no, I should have showed you my collection of oh, old Christmas trees. Right. Your Christmas vintage past. Christmas trees. Here's it's the, tough to let them go, isn't here's it? Here's the Museum of Christmas Past, <laughs> where I put the old trees, and this one will soon be there. I did. Uh, I tried to make a, a deal with your your kids. If I if I was able to get them playing Minecraft together, the only payment that I asked was they must build a statue in my honor in yes. their Minecraft world. But <laughs> yes. as I was unable to get them connected, I don't think that's in my future anytime soon. So uh, cut to the uh, cut to the the closing credits. Were you ever able to get it up and going? No, never got. I've never gotten their Nintendo Switches hooked oh, together, which might be impossible based on some Reddit forums I've read that just some really? of them won't. Um, I still haven't figured out how to get his headphones hooked up to the <laughs> the Bluetooth. He's got a, whatever. I just whatever. So damn mad. And I assume that that's a a common thing all across the country now. And yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm so glad I missed that. Oh, I oh. mean, out in the middle of the night in Charlotte, it's 23 degrees, and I'm trying to put together a swing set. That's eh, tough enough. But but maddening tech conundrum, please. Make you insane. Well, the thing with tech stuff is there. There comes to a point where you're like, "Well, I can't do anything with this." With the, when you have a toolbox, materials, and a swing set, you're like, okay, I can, I can envision a path to where this becomes a swing. When I'm looking at a computer and it's saying it's not working, I don't know what a circuit well, right. board looks like. You can't take out your drill and drill a new hole that aligns with the hole that's right. supposed to align with the old hole. Right. Yeah, I was mis- I tried that once. It didn't yeah. work. I was missing some bolts when I put together the trampoline in the middle of the night. But I figured out a way to make it work. Uh, kids are tough. They generally bounce off the, the trampoline. Was still standing when I walked by. Exactly. But there's no if your computer thing doesn't do what it's supposed to do, you just you just say, well, I, I guess we can't do it. I try to turn it off and turn it on again. <laughs> oh my God! I gotta believe there are parents all across the country this year and every year going forward trying to figure out their you know why their Microsoft password all of a sudden doesn't work. Oh yeah, oh, I know it. You know, I have a pretty long fuse for that stuff. I, for a long time, I'll be like, hmm, this is interesting. I'll bet I can figure this out. I go into it with a pretty good spirit. And, and I can usually keep that going for a long time. My sweet wife, on the other hand, who I adore, has a Jack Armstrong-like fuse. I'm glad to hear that. 
I'm glad to hear that. It's unfortunate for her. Mm. Oh, no, no. If she, if I hear her swear at her computer, I want to run for the hills. I just want to hide. I want to crawl under the bed like there's an intruder in the home and just hide because I know, I know the hate will radiate outward. Henry, we'll actually, just leave it there. Henry came over. I'm, I'm hunched over the, his, his new iPod that I'm trying to link with his new Bluetooth keyboard thing that he got and everything like that. Jeez. Anyway, I'm trying to do that, and he comes over and he starts rubbing my shoulders, and he said, "Let's." And then he grabs my hand. He said, "Let's let's go outside. Let's do something different." <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Good lad. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Ah, uh, yeah. He 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 can read me. Sometimes he'll bring me. Here's your here's your coffee. <laughs> We're all sensing you're a little on edge right now. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, often this radiates outward, and I don't oh, like no. radiation. No, so. no, no, no. God dang it. I have. I am with the the tech stuff that I know some people are with math. Like my poor son is. He gets a math assignment, and immediately his brain just starts to like go into panic mode, and then he, everything gets cloudy, and he just can't even hear the words. He's already he's already lost it before you can even get to the math problem. Oh boy! And yeah. I'm that way with tech stuff. It's just immediately my brain goes into this isn't going to work. You're losing it. You can't do it. And then just I just and, like things get fuzzy, and the the room's starting to tilt. <laughs> And me, the, you know, the lifelong video gamer, I, I had a mouse troubleshooting thing that I went into and it, it becomes a puzzle project for me where I actually get, ooh, let's see if I can, let's see if I can get this to do the thing that I know it can do and try to do it. I ended up having to call tech support, but it, it, for me in my mindset, it becomes a, it, that in and of itself becomes a little bit of oh, an enjoyable puzzle. I would love it if I could look at it that way. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The FBI was most alarmed about King because of his success. He realized how sick this country was. We were trying to reveal the truth about segregation. J. Edgar Hoover is famous for saying that he feared the rise of a black messiah. The FBI says it's clear Martin Luther King Jr. is the most dangerous Negro in America, and we have to use every resource at our disposal to destroy him. Uh, that's from the new movie MLK FBI that debuted over the weekend, and I'd read several reviews of it, and I thought, you know what, I'll watch it the day before Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday before we go into work and... We're working on this day. Well, my kid's out of school and a lot of you are off work. Um, honoring what at this point? I'm not exactly sure because I'm not sure how many people buy into the MLK dream at this point. You could still honor, even if you had the BLM view of uh, racial superiority that's so strange these days, you might salute him for moving the the cause along the road. Uh Yeah. I mean, in the way that Muslims say, hey, hey thanks, uh, thanks, Jesus, nice job. But then Muhammad came along, and he's perfected everything. Anyway, so I watched the movie last night, and it's fascinating on a number of levels. Um, watching the, 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 the enormous, honest-to-God peaceful marches, and they had a lot of reason to be really upset. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to uh, to walk into that store. You're not allowed to use that bathroom. But people actually peacefully marching, just walking around, walking along slowly, smiling with signs and everything like that, not smashing out storefronts and 
I happen to be rereading. I didn't happen to be. I did it intentionally. Uh, Martin Luther King's uh, letter from a Birmingham jail, which is uh, it's half a book. I mean, it's really long. It's like 30 some pages. Um, but he was also talking about the injustice in the justice system where you could just be arrested for anything, convicted yeah. by an all white jury, stuck in jail, and you never had anything to do with anything. Nobody would do anything about it. So that's a, that's a heck of a cause to be upset about too. Terrible that that was going on in the United States mm-hmm. as recently as the sixties. And as that person said there, trying to awake the United States to the fact of it, because I think a lot of the country didn't know it was occurring in, you know, parts of the South. The South knew, but they were happy about it. Mm-hmm. So there's that angle of the story, and I think we all know that that's tried and true. The FBI part is how uh, J. Edgar Hoover was concerned for a bunch of reasons, including he was, uh, you know, kind of a paranoiac. J. Edgar Hoover, I he ran the FBI from the 20s through the 70s. Wow. Almost 50 years. The 20s. Through the 70s. So you got bootleggers and Al Capone and all that, all the way through Nixon. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And he did so many awful things, and everybody knows he did so many awful things, yet his name is still on the FBI building. It's the J. Edgar Hoover building. I'll never trust the FBI until they decide, how about we put a different name on there? That is a heck of a, you know, we're not in favor of erasing the past or tearing down statues or anything like that, but... That's a pretty extreme example of, of I know. malfeasance. So, I mean, he was he was he trampled the Bill of Rights, and everybody knows absolutely. it. Absolutely, and they quote uh, James Comey on the movie. There's a little clip of him saying it is clearly the darkest period in the FBI history. I think he's you know wanting to obscure spying <clears throat> on an incoming president and falsifying documents to do that. Sure. Um. But so the guy from the darkest period in the FBI's history, his name is on the building that it, that the, the the head guy walks into every day. Right. Well, and I think you have to say the guy who orchestrated the darkest period in the history. It's not like he was passively along for the ride. So J. Edgar Hoover was initially concerned that Martin Luther King Jr. was a communist, and it was part of a communist plot. Not a crazy idea and not a uh, uh, nothing to be worried about. Um. And so they latched onto this guy, Stanley Levinson, who was a white guy who was an advisor to King, who actually was a communist, and used that as enough of an extrapolation to start spying on people close to Martin Luther King Jr. They, by accident, found out that Martin Luther King Jr. was cheating on his wife all the time, and then it became all about that. Mm. It became all about, I mean, I'm sure if they'd have found a communist connection, they'd have been fine to run with that. But sure. it became all about trying to discredit him and ruin him through his uh, sex life. And they were uh, bugging phones and um, putting microphones in hotel rooms. They'd figure out what his schedule was, and they'd go to the hotel, and they'd work with the uh, the, the maids and whoever else to get a, a room next to Martin Luther King Jr.'s room and put a bug in the, in the lamp and listen to him have sex with some chick he was meeting there and record it all. And then, and this just came out, what, a couple of years ago, because we talked about it when it broke. It was last year or year before. The fact that the FBI sent tape recordings to Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, and a lot of people in the press and ministers all across the country, tapes of him having sex. Wow. Wow. Did this have any significant effect? It didn't. It was a different era, obviously. Plus, 
Martin Luther King Jr. was on the right side of history. He actually was mm-hmm. in trying to end, you know, not allowing black people to vote and have any rights in this in a lot of parts of the country. He was on the right side of history, and I can understand why the press and a lot of ministers would want to keep his sex life on the down low. But also, we had the view, you know, the press knew that JFK was screwing around in his wife and didn't say anything. We had a different view of people's sex lives at that time. That's a good point. That was a private thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it was uh, the sort of thing we shouldn't talk about out loud for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. I remember famously discussing this with Tiger Woods and his uh, sexual peccadilloes. And and somebody pointed out that the, the great beloved Arnold Palmer had a girl at every tour stop or more. And so did Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. He had not just a girlfriend. He had girlfriends everywhere and would line up girlfriends everywhere. And this movie, that's a, it's made by Sam Pollard. Um, uh, he's an award-winning director. He's directed a bunch of big movies. I can't think of them right off the top of my head. Sean will look it up right now. Um, but it, it's a really good movie. And I had read the review where um, they said it was very even-handed. And I would certainly say it was. It, it doesn't... You know, it's got some definitely um, uh, good things about the FBI, some bad things about the FBI, some good things about MLK Jr., some bad things about MLK Jr. It certainly wasn't a one-sided affair. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the clips of Martin Luther King Jr., you know, he'll, he'd be on the Mike Douglas show or something like that in New York and joking about how, well, you know, it's tough. Uh, it's tough for my wife to travel. Is your wife with you here in New York? Are you enjoying New York? Well, it's tough for my wife to travel. you got four kids, and it's a lot of work, and meanwhile, he's got a girlfriend at the, you know, the Plaza Hotel across the street and all that Probably sort of stuff. Probably watching. Yeah. 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 And he had girlfriends everywhere, and, and he, he was... um. I don't know if he was a sex addict or this is just the way he relieved stress because he's under a lot of stress or what. But he he was having lots of sex with a lot of different women all over the place mm-hmm. while being the moral leader of a cause and the leader of a church. And and it's 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 an interesting about human being psyche. But anyway, so J. Edgar Hoover decides this is the way I'm going to destroy him. They send a tape to MLK and his wife sent a tape of her husband having sex. Oh boy. To her. That's uh, controversial. And she stood by his side, which is its own interesting story. You know, whether it's, you know, different people have different views of marriage or you just think, you know, my man's a great man. He's uh, my husband's a great man. He's got great this. He's got great that. He's got great needs. He's got great appetites. He's got great whatever. Some, right. you know, like the way Hillary looks at Bill, I guess. Right. Or I just don't want to uh, cause the headlines right now. Maybe she had something going with the guy next door. We don't know. But the most famous part of it that we've talked about enough, and if you're in MLK, you know this story, but the FBI sent a letter to him suggesting he kill himself. Here's the tapes we have of you having sex. We're going to ruin you. This is all going to come out. You need to kill yourself. They, they said you need to do the right thing. You need to go somewhere and do the right thing. Everybody took that to mean go kill yourself. Wow. Immediately. Wow. How crazy does that sound? The freaking FBI. This is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday today. A federal holiday. The government made it a federal holiday. All federal offices closed and all kinds of different things. The federal government sent a sex tape to the dude. That's not a crime, by the way, to have, you know, to cheat on your wife and have sex with some woman. Then told him to kill himself. Yeah. That's just absolutely amazing. And if you think that sort of thing, well, that was in the back of the 60s. It was black and white. It was a different time. That sort of thing. You're crazy if you don't think that either does happen or certainly could happen today. Well, it did, more or less. They faked up a bunch of information and and lied repeatedly and created a pretext to spy on an incoming presidential uh, administration, ruined a bunch of lives, caused enormous expense and stress to people who 
have or will be pardoned soon and just subverted the, the electoral process and planted horrific seeds of doubt in millions and millions of Americans' minds based on almost nothing, based on but Carter Page trying to pull chicks by saying, oh, yeah, I'm real connected. I talk to all sorts of important people. Well, as you saw with the the, you know, the the Stanley Levinson, he's a communist. You just need an in, a plausible in, and then mm-hmm. they spy on whoever the hell they want to spy on. Right. And I don't care if you're left, right, or center. That ought to concern you. But the only thing that matters, of course, is are you for and, Trump or against and Trump? And the Steele dossier was the Please. closest thing they could come to the sex tape that they used against MLK. They but know the it was sex a bunch tapes of crap. were real. Yeah. At least he was actually sexing up these women. They just need something to threaten him with. Anyway, right. back to MLK. So there's one scene where um Lyndon Johnson, you know, signs the Civil Rights Act and all that sort of stuff, Voting Rights Act in 65, and you've got MLK there and J. Edgar Hoover there. They don't talk to each other, but they're in the same crowd. They're right behind the president as he's signing this sort of stuff. So you got MLK, who knows the FBI is spying on him. You got J. Edgar Hoover over here, who's trying to ruin him and suggesting he kills himself right. behind the president as he signs the Great Civil Rights Act and everybody cheers. Wow. That's what's going on in the background. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's you, absolutely crazy. You think MLK would occasionally just in his hotel room said, Hey, J. Edgar, looking forward to seeing you at the Capitol Tuesday. You know? <laughs> Go ahead and talk to him directly. I, I understand. I remember when all these things first surfaced, there was one uh, tape that was disturbingly rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's, you know, it'd be, it's hard to say what was going on there. Some of the things they said, some of the noises. But uh, well, the, the other part of it, we mentioned this earlier in the show. These tapes come out in 2027. That's the way, you know, uh, 50 years after 50 years, we release all this information. Mm-hmm. And uh, this stuff is set to come out, and the uh, there's an argument of whether it should come out. It was illegally obtained. They shouldn't have been taping his sex life. Um, uh, is there any reason we should get to hear something that wasn't obtained properly? Boy, I can make an, a lawyerly argument why it should be released, but I don't feel good about it. Can you make a lawyerly argument why it shouldn't be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, illegally uh, obtained. It's a violation of not only of laws but of constitutional norms and the rest of it. It's 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 dirty. What do they say in uh, in in the law about evidence that's a d- dirty evidence? It just it it uh, taints the whole case. But my my overarching point is this is what we're always talking about. This is the history of every um a government in the history of the world. Ever and going forward. Particularly so, law enforcement and intelligence services, so, yes. So they thought this guy was a threat to their power somehow, and they were willing to do anything to ruin him. Mm-hmm. Anything. Absolutely anything, including trying to get him to kill himself. Constitution be damned. A father of four who's just who's trying to get you know voting rights for a, a giant segment of society that's not allowed to vote. But they're still going to try to get him to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Our own government. Right. It's, it's just, it's, it's man... Absolutely incredible. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quote of the day about the Constitution, uh, in this case, by Alexander Hamilton. Go ahead if you're gonna. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, my God. Here's your quote. Every act of a delegated authority contrary to the tenor of the Constitution is void. 
No legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. To deny this would be to affirm that the deputy is greater than his principal, that the representatives of the people are superior to the people themselves, that men acting by virtue of powers may do not only what their powers do not authorize, but what they forbid. Follow the stinking Constitution is what he was trying to say. I tried this to, was purdy words. I tried to watch Hamilton the Musical on Netflix the other night. They, I need to do all those subtitles. It goes pretty fast. It does. It does. But it's uh, it's quite good. Uh, welcome to Joe reviews the biggest musicals of all time and pronounces them pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> biggest musicals of 10 years ago or however old it is. Sure. Well, there aren't any new ones. That's true. Yeah, in my defense. Onto the correspondence proper, Jeremy writes, yes, that we slip in a last-minute email. That's what she said. You're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> Jeremy, your emails will never be read no. on this show. No, you're blocked. Blocked for life. Never blocked. Moving on to Tom. We are on the eve of watching a Senate impeachment trial of a president who is no longer in office. Is there anything to prevent a woke Congress from impeaching any of our previous U.S. presidents? Maybe even a founding father to show their 21st century, century moral superiority? It's an interesting thought, Tom. <clears throat> we should talk about that later. I, I actually am uh, going against a lot of my Republican brethren. Uh, I am persuaded. Well, uh, we'll talk about it later. <clears throat> I have a hard uh, time figuring out how many people are really into this whole impeachment story. I mean, obviously, in social media, that's a different world. But in real life, with all the things that are going on, seems entirely a mental exercise. Yeah, exactly. Just something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the way these two emails build on each other. First of all, it's Ryan from Houston. Guys, why just $15 an hour? Wouldn't 20 or 25 be better? Wouldn't 30 be twice as good? Wouldn't 100 really be the bee's knees? $100 an hour. Why stop at 15? <laughs> then he says, I'm drawing the line at the double mask. I'd rather get COVID than double mask in public. But moving along. <laughs> wow. G writes, guys love the show. Why does $15 make sense? Why not more? Why not $100,000? Why is there money? Everything should be free. Nice job of encapsulating the fantasy unicornian world of the the, 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 the liberal. Yep. <laughs> M- moving along. <laughs> Matt from Macomb has a couple of different thoughts about uh, Groundhog Day, which we talked about on the One More Thing podcast yesterday. Yesterday was uh, Groundhog Day, which is not actually a holiday. It's just no. a, and it's fine for little kids. I just feel like if you even nod toward it past the age of eight, you're a Quite the simpleton. Yes, yes. Uh, but in case you're not aware of this, every, four days a week, all of us crank out an, an extra segment of the show. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's half an hour. It's the One More Thing podcast on Friday. Sean does a like entertainment-related thing, right? I just talk about whatever's I, what, essentially what's on my mind. I, okay. I ramble for some amount of time, and mm. apparently really? people listen. Shocking. Uh, anyway, so that's available <laughs> at armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> Uh, moving along, Matt uh, has a couple of thoughts on that. Then uh, one of the conversations was how long, how many days he had to repeat that day, Bill Murray in the Groundhog yes. Game movie, to become a, a really skilled pianist. And uh, Matt writes, I taught myself to play piano at an expert level in about eight hours at the MGM Grand Casino in Darwin, Australia. Seven and a half hours drinking and a half an hour playing until I was kicked out. <laughs> Young Marines can do anything. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man, I'm sorry I missed that party, man. <laughs> oh, Matt in Macomb, Illinois. But that was fun. Guys, concerning the Chicago schools not opening up, where's Black Lives Matter? 
If anything affects the lives of young blacks, it's the continued closure of schools. Yeah. They really care. They should be leading protests across the country. Well, they, but they don't, Robert. It's, it's about seizing power. It's about Marxism. And one of the, the principles is you have to, you're trying to break the system so it is rebuilt. Uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, the Antifa types show up wherever there is violence and or, or anger and make sure there's violence. They're trying to break the system. Now they, they spout off about justice and, 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 you know, what's right, but they, they have no interest in it really. And then, uh, yesterday at the very, very end of the show, I, uh, my dog was freaked the blank out yesterday. He tried to get in the shower with me. I mean, and, and I was wondering whether it might be that the smoke, one of the smoke alarms had been chirping all night. And I closed the door and I turned on like white noise in the bedroom and I put the pillow over my head and I was fine, but he was a psycho in the morning. Yeah. And, and I asked whether that was it. And, and a number of people said, um, yeah, we were at work one day, came home to a chirping smoke detector. Our dog was nervous and jittery for days after. I think the high pitch really disturbs them. Mm, interesting. I uh, didn't know that. I'll, uh, I'll be on the alert. PB says they freak dogs out. If it can't be turned off immediately, put the dog in the car or get it as far away from the sound as possible. Huh. It it just it was crazy. It makes me kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. But he, you know, I know Baxi pretty well. We've been buds for years now, and uh, well enough to shower with him. <laughs> we have a complicated relationship. Uh, but he was, I'm trying to relate it to a human being, but it would be something so dark and terrible, I don't really even want to say it out loud. Yeah. But he was shaking. He was terrified every minute for the first, you know, four or five hours of the day. Wow. So, fair warning. Armstrong and Getty.